Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stock Arts Park Podcast. I'm Jacob D'Souza. We've got a great guest joining us today. Her company is a global cannabis consumer packaged goods company. So I already like where this is going. They have an award-winning product line of Get This, Gourmet Chocolates, and 50 other cannabis and CBD products created by Master Chefs. Our guest today is none other than President and CEO of Bang Inc., Jamie Pearson. Bang trades on the Canadian Securities Exchange under the ticker BHNG. All right, Jamie, welcome to The Yard. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, we're really happy to be able to showcase Bang here today and, and what you do because it's, it's tapping into a significant, um, I think, addressable market uh, in a pretty unique way, what you guys do at, at Bang. Um, you know, just to give a little bit of background, everyone watching, you guys make a line of, of different cannabis consumer packaged good products. Uh, you're selling in nine countries across North America and Europe as well. So uh, obviously multinational in, in that regard. Um, and I mean, even your product line is, is so diverse when people can see what you guys sell online. I mean, across chocolates, uh, chewing gum, lip balm, gummies. I mean, kind of the whole works as far as consumer packaged goods goes. Um, but before I try to explain any more of this, why don't I ask the expert, uh, why don't you tell us how did this business start 10 years ago and how has it evolved to what it's become today? Next year will be our 11th year, in fact. Uh, we were born in Oakland, California um, as the brainchild of a master chocolatier who was putting chocolate in um, stores like uh, Whole Foods and Dean and DeLuca. And he got the um, suggestion to put cannabis in chocolate. So instead of having a couple of guys think they're gonna go get rich doing cannabis, what you had was a person who was super passionate about chocolate and about consumer packaged goods, putting, putting food products that were properly labeled and accurately dosed in uh, mass market stores and retail shops. Um, he was given the idea to infuse his chocolate with cannabis. He did that, promptly ran out. People were, went crazy for the product. Uh, this was 2010. He partnered with, um, his name's Scott Van Rixel, and he partnered with a man named Richard Sellers who got him his cannabis and the rest is history. A couple of years later, they um, started doing CBD products, which at the time Bang was the only company that had CBD, CPG in the marketplace through dispensaries well, well, well before the farm bill was ever passed and also had the idea to expand the brand, which was wildly popular and the number one brand in California uh, expand it to different states through licensees because at the time, um, not very many states were uh, medical, and so it was it was really difficult to find uh, get those licenses, find people to do work in the cannabis industry. So it was easier to move your brand from state to state by finding other people in the cannabis brand uh, cannabis space. So six years ago, I started with Bang. They brought me on to uh, run the CHB, which is the Cypress Hill Project. And then uh, asked me if I'd stay on as the COO. And then last year, I guess last year doesn't count. It was COVID 2019. They asked me to step in as the interim CEO. And then the board made me permanent. So that's sort of the trajectory of start to finish where we are now. Well, it's certainly a crazy year as ever to take the reins, but I think it's been a great year for you guys. It's an amazing product line, I have to say. And, uh, you know, um, even better story when, uh, when, when your founder has, has been at the core of of what you've developed. So, um, you know, I think your market share more than anything, uh, when, you know, when I was reading about bang, um, sort of speaks for itself. I mean, if people like your products, they buy them and they buy them repeatedly if they really like them. And if they don't like them, um, they don't buy them. Um, you know, your chocolates among the top uh, selling edibles in, in seven U S states, uh, not just one or two, but seven. 
uh, and they're among the number one and two edibles in, in Canada. So, um, you know, did you ever anticipate that that Bang would outpace, you know, its competitors to to this extent? Um, and one that's an admittedly quite a competitive space. I think the biggest issue is whether or not you are going to try to dominate one space or try to dominate the footprint race. And Bang chose the latter. We feel like until uh, cannabis is federally legalized, that the right way to go is to continue building the brand and having more and more Americans and Europeans see the, the Bang logo and try the Bang product because ultimately, uh, we don't know what the cannabis industry is going to look like. When cannabis goes federally legal, uh, we're going to have a better idea. I think we'll start seeing some traction when uh, the Safe Banking Act and the MORE Act pass or federal legalization, the descheduling of marijuana as a class one substance. That's going to be a game changer. And as I, and as I said, I've been with Bank six years. I've been in the cannabis industry really almost all my life. My dad's been a cannabis um, cultivator for 56 years. And wow. my first cousin in uh, on my mom's side is DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, and you know they've been in the you know activists in the cannabis space uh, since the late '80s. So I really have grown up in the industry, and what I'll tell you is we have no idea really what it's going to look like. Um, so some some st- companies and some of our competitors have really tried to dominate one market. Um, what we tried to do was put our products in as many hands as possible. So having the bank CBD line, which you referred to, which is in Europe and in uh, 47 states in the United States right now um, through our e-commerce and through bricks and mortar platforms, that's just a way to get people familiar with the brand um, and put, put products in their hands. But truly in the THC space, uh, nobody beats our chocolate. Our chocolate is obviously master chocolatier developed. Um, All of our dark bars are vegan. We use the highest quality chocolate. A lot of companies say that, but I know what I'm paying for that chocolate. And I know what chocolate they're using and what they're paying for their chocolate. And what they're trying to do is, um, you know, make margins right now. What we're trying to do is win consumers. And we really feel like when you win the consumers, you win the long game because, once you try a bang chocolate bar, people don't defect. And that's how you've been able to maintain your position, I think, successfully year over year. Let me let me just pick up on the point you made about the quality of, of the chocolate and, you know, the quality of your ingredients. Um, you know, obviously something that that's a big differentiator of, of, of your products. And I think certainly, that, as you kind of mentioned, something that keeps people coming back and back to buy them repeatedly and not just once or twice and, and never craving something else because they're happy with what they have. Um, so when you go to Bang's website and you kind of read some of the labels of the chocolates, I, I have to say when I first read it, I was really impressed with the quality. I mean, your, jo- your dark chocolate, for example, it's got a 74% um, cocoa content. I mean, that's kind of the type of quality and the sort of numbers you'd expect from a high-end chocolate brand that, that you're buying, but, but that's exactly what you guys feature. Um, so, you know, how Our important... It, brand, that's exactly what we are. Exactly. So in, in your view, how important, how important is the quality, um, you know, of the chocolate and, and sort of the other ingredients in the recipe compared to um, the cannabis and CBD infusions? I mean, how important is, is the overall kind of holistic quality of the ingredients to you guys? Frankly, it's the most important piece because all of the states are really legislating the cannabis. So it's a level playing field on the cannabis level. In California, you can only have hundred milligrams. And then what happens is some people put um, live resin, or they put winterized oil, or they put distillate, but it, it depends on whether or, some of them are using cold water hash even in their chocolate. 
So sometimes you'll take a bite of someone else's chocolate and you will, it'll taste like you're eating chocolate covered grass. When you eat a bang bar, it tastes like you're eating one of the high-end competitors in the non-cannabis space. Our cannabis does not, our, our chocolate does not taste like cannabis. And that's because of two things. Number one, we know how to infuse the chocolate uh, with cannabis in the proper way. And the second reason is our master chocolatier, when he developed our recipes 11 years ago, didn't have the luxury of the type of oil that's available now. He only had the type of oil that really was going to give off that strong flavor. So he knew how to, how to blend the beans to mask the flavor of cannabis. He knew exactly what to do. And so our blends, which are proprietary, do mask the cover of cannabis. So uh, the, the flavor of cannabis. So depending on what state you're in, some states allow different types of oil than others. And so some, we just have to work with what within the boundaries that we're given within each state. But because Scott developed these amazing recipes, it doesn't matter where you put us, our chocolate is always gonna be superior to our competition. One, one thing I was really interested in when I was reading about, you know, uh, your market share and, and just the extent, to, you know, that you guys are dominating, it's kind of interesting to put that against the backdrop of, of what we publicly know in terms of, um, you know, the popularity of cannabis products among different consumers and particularly with regard to their age. So for example, in, in Canada, you know, overall, I mean, you know, when you look at the numbers from Statistics Canada, um, it's no, no kind of secret that the, the younger consumer um, segments are, are certainly the most um, popular. I mean, 51%, of course, is a generalized stat uh, of all recreational cannabis in, in Canada is from people under 34. Um, but when you look at your product line, you know, it's, it's so diverse, right? It's, it's chocolate, um, as well as lip balm, as well as gum, as well as things that people of, of all ages use, right? It's not just um, looking at, you know, what, what, what younger people would typically consume in, as far as cannabis goes and in terms of type of products that they would necessarily um, think of first. Um, so when you guys look at, you know, your, your success, um, um, you know, how exactly do you appeal to consumers across the, the age segment? Do you find that your demand is played a little bit differently across different ages, or do you find that it's somewhat consistent across all the different age groups? Well, obviously we're looking at the data all the time and we have different marketing campaigns that appeal to different consumers. So for example, we have a, um, collab with the soul assassins. If you watch the movie LA originals on Netflix, uh, which is a documentary about Mr. Cartoon, the famous tattoo artist, and Estevan Oriol, the famous um, photographer in the music industry. Uh, the Soul Assassins is, is run by my cousin, DJ Muggs, from Cypress Hill. And Cypress Hill is part of it, Alchemist, who was Eminem's DJ, and um, Mayhem Loren, and uh, Action Bronson from the TV show on Vice. Fuck, that's love delicious. Love him, love him. There's so many soul assassins out there. Risk Rock, the legendary graffiti artist. These guys uh, all collectively help each other in their careers. Mugs asked them to get behind Bang. They've all done it. And so what we're using the soul assassins collab for is to win the hearts and minds of the bud tender because that is the, the, the younger demographic that really skews um, cannabis heavy and street art heavy. So we have a whole street heart art street heart element, I'm sorry, I can't talk today, um, that we do with the soul assassins, but we also have a collaboration with uh, the doctors Knox, K-N-O-X. And if you don't know them, they're amazing and you should look them up. It's four physicians um, that do telemedicine and they're endocannabinologists. They're all classically trained physicians that went and studied the endocannabinoid system and realized there is a real need for 
medical education around the cannabinoid system in physicians specifically. So they do a lot of continuing education for physicians, but they have developed uh, information about the cannabinoids that exist in dark cacao and how it's a superfood. And you get some cannabimimetic, which is the word I meant to say, cannabimimetic benefits from eating your cannabis through dark chocolate, which definitely helps things like inflammation and pain and sleep. And I'm not supposed to say that. Um, I can't, I, I'm not supposed to make medical claims. So I'm telling you, I'm not a physician. I'm not making medical claims, but the doctors Knox talk about that in the information that they've provided us, not about bang chocolate, but about all dark chocolate in general being a superfood and what it does. So that is definitely a collab that appeals more to the older demographic. Now, what we've seen from COVID is that edibles are the fastest growing segment in the cannabis industry in terms right. of sales growth. But the other interesting statistic is that the demographically fastest growing um, segment in the population is people over the age of 50. And so we're seeing that the combination of edibles and aging and COVID where people aren't necessarily wanting to burn something into their lungs has increased right. edible sales significantly. So it's been good for us because we've had that wide ranging demographic that loves our products and that trusts our products because they've seen our brand year after year after year. Has the growth among the older segments, so if you can say older, so the 50 uh, kind of plus segment that you mentioned was the fastest growing segment. Has that been surprising to you guys? Because I think it's a fascinating stat that that is the fastest growing um, segment when you, when you stratify by age. Well, I'm 51. I'll be 52 in a few weeks. And so that's, those are my people. And I feel <laughs> like I understand, uh, you know, the older demographic and I don't get offended, but it is weird to realize like, oh, I'm part of the <laughs> I almost qualify for an AARP card. You can blame me for that. <laughs> Cracks me up. But we, um, we realize that there are people in each demographic on our team. Uh, we have a lot of diversity on the bang team, which is something that's been really important to me. So from gender, uh, race, age, sexuality, we have all of it in our team. And I think that makes us better. So we're definitely drawing heavily upon the wisdom of our team. Because the one thing that I can say about the Bang team is everybody on our team is really passionate about our products and about the plant in general. To the extent that you can, uh, let me ask you this, because obviously it's been such an interesting story that you guys have had and, and the way that you've grown thus far. But, um, you know, as, as a leader, where do you think your product line goes from here? Do you anticipate moving into other uh, kind of consumer packaged goods within the cannabis CBD space? Obviously, I'm sure a lot of this is you know, part of, part of uh, you know, um, your, your plans, but to the extent that you can, where do you kind of see the company going? Where would you like to see it um, move kind of big picture from a product perspective? I think we're going to stick to our plan, which is to try to put our chocolate and our products in the hands of everyone around the globe. So we're looking at expanding into multiple states, uh, multiple countries, getting a novel food clearance in Europe and doing the things that are necessary to, and, and actually, you know, getting hemp derived CBD products distributed in Canada. We have there, everything's got a little bit of weirdness and roadblocks because our world is just in a state of denial about what's happening with cannabis. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, uh, the other question is, is it going to be cannabis derived CBD or hemp derived CBD. And then what role are other minor cannabinoids going to play 
I'm particularly bullish on CBN and CBG. I do think that those two cannabinoids, THCA is another big one. In fact, um, my daughter's neurologist, she has epilepsy, put her on THCA. So uh, with in conjunction with um, Dr. Janice Knox, and we got her off of her anti-seizure medication. So I'm already seeing uh, THCA, THCV, which is an appetite suppressant. CBG is great for your skin. CBN helps sleep. Um, we're, we're going to see these minor cannabinoids become major cannabinoids. And it, the focus everyone has on CBD is going to start shifting. And then we're going to look at combinations of cannabinoids and what really works for this or that, uh, whether it's two parts CBD or two parts THC and five parts CBD is supposed to be great for hot flashes and menopause. How many other symptoms are we going to see research come out and we'll start seeing combinations of cannabinoids? It's exciting to see where we're, we're headed. And I know the industry is really just enhancing people's lives and making people feel better. And we've just touched the tip of the iceberg. And then imagine now that we're starting to see psychedelics uh, becoming either decriminalized or legalized right. and the mixture of psychedelics and, um, cannabinoids also is a new frontier. Uh, we're looking at all of it. We, you got to keep up on the research. That's what I kind of feel like my job is, is to be out in the world, talking to people, going and visiting labs and facilities and going to conferences and really figuring out where is the world headed because we don't want to skate to the puck. We want to skate to where the puck's going to be. That's a great, I think you raised two great points there. One is the kind of inevitability um, of, of, of this market. I mean, the global cannabis market, obviously, broadly speaking, um, is expected to be valued at 97 billion by 2026, which is only five years away from now. I um, so I agree, it's not going anywhere. I think they underestimate this. Totally. And I think the other part is you picked up on is, is certainly the education that needs to happen, particularly among consumers about what is out there and, and the benefits of, of some of the things that you mentioned, which, you know, was, was news to me. And I think will be news to, to a lot of people. I think it's one of those things where, you know, people still need to have their eyes fully open. It's, it's kind of been open to crack, but it's companies like yours that are introducing these products in sort of an innovative way um, that, that often, you know, the medium is kind of the message uh, and it transcends to products as well. Um, so those, th those were some really insightful kind of questions and, and topics that we touched on. So I thought we'd do kind of a quick uh, rapid fire segment now to get your thoughts on kind of a variety of issues as it relates to cannabis and, and banks. More so, rapid than what we've been doing? <laughs> <laughs> even more. Short answers. Uh, okay. Short questions, short answers. I promise I'll hold up my end of the deal. Uh, All right. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. Favorite bang product for you? Uh, say it one more time. Favorite, your favorite bang product? Up to this point, it's been the fire bar. However, we have two new bars coming out and they're both now my new favorites and I'd have a hard time deciding. Biggest challenge so far in your time as CEO? Learning how capital markets work. Biggest anticipated uh, opportunity for Bang going forward? Probably can't talk about that. <laughs> That's, you know, it's good, right? It's, in five years, you see I'm Bang. I'm so excited, yeah. In five, that's kind of picks you on my next. For in five years, you see Bang where? Everywhere. Favorite thing about leading Bang? My team. Well, Jamie, we got to leave it at that. Uh, that was about as fun a rapid fire segment as I think uh, we've done with anybody. So thank you so much for your time today with Stockyards. Uh, you know, I think we all, certainly speaking for myself and everyone watching, learned a lot about an exciting company that's doing 
innovative things in an exciting space. So you hardly can ask for more than that. So thanks a lot for stopping by our yard. So happy to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks everyone for watching. Uh, We'll link Bang's website below in the description uh, if you're curious to find out more. And until next time, thanks for watching Stockyards.